see what happens. Hello and welcome to 80, episode 88, or maybe 87 and a half, of the Alfa Romeo Driver podcast. Uh, my name's Guy Swarbrick. Oh, we're going to play the theme tune twice. Stop that. Uh, hi, hi to Alan and John, who I can see are the only two listeners that we've got at the moment. Uh, John should be a co-host, but we're having a little bit of difficulty adding him in. Um, it is the first time we've tried to do this live, so... Um, Hopefully, we'll get this sorted out. Um, the good news is that we have nothing to announce at the moment. We're waiting for uh, for Alpha to make the announcement. Um, so uh, we'll, we're just filling time, really, until the alleged scheduled announcement time at uh, 3 o'clock. Um, so let me just, just bear with me while I try to get um, John. Okay, I'm now inviting John as a speaker. Okay, so I'm just going to uh, start chatting while we wait for, for John to join us. Hopefully he will do. Um, just a, a quick uh, introduction as to why we're here. Um, back in April 2021, um, before the Tonale was even actually shown in its final form, uh, Alpha announced that there was going to be a, what they described as a premium B-segment SUV. Um, and they announced even then that it could be called Brennero. Um, and, and that was pretty much what we knew at that point. Uh, we started to learn some more details about the car over the uh, over the coming weeks. Um, and the name Brennero seemed to have stuck. I think John's with us now. Hello, John. Hello. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you. Thanks. Hey. Um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm the editor of Alfa Romeo Driver magazine. Um, and John Griffiths is the chairman of the Alfa Romeo Owners Club. Uh, I'm sure uh, a lot of you uh, know us both. So, yeah, so Brennero was the name that was kind of out and uh, in the world. And then in January of this year um, at the Brussels Auto Show, um, a French YouTube channel did a, an interview with Jean, Jean-Philippe Imperato um, and while he didn't give any clues as to what the name was actually going to be, he said it was absolutely not going to be Brennero. Um, and there would be a poll uh, of Alfisti to help decide what the name was going to be. And that was also the first time he used the phrase sport urban vehicle as, as the <laughs> meaning for SUV, um, which I we're all assuming was kind of hinting at the fact that it would be kind of Ford Puma-like rather than Nissan Juke-like, I guess, um, in terms of, of format. 
Um, and then no poll appeared. So, you know, nobody ever did get to, to vote, um, which probably wasn't a bad thing. I mean, we, we know how well um, public uh, votes for names go. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not just the, the obvious Boaty McBoatface, but there was a poll for the for the Mito as well, wasn't there, John? There was, yeah. I can't remember the, the, the witty entries now, but there were a number. There were, and, and the winner was actually, I think, Furiosa. Um, oh, that was it. Yeah, that was it. Which Alfa Romeo decided they didn't like, um, yeah. and, and so ignored it altogether and called it the Mito. Yeah. Um, so, so a poll was always a bit of a an odd thing to announce. And then when they finally did do something, which was um, beginning of June, um, they did a, a poll asking people what they thought it will be, not what they thought it should be. So it wasn't. <laughs> wasn't so much a vote as a um as a fishing expedition i guess Um, and there were some interesting entries in there there was enzari bambino uh, gt junior junior alpha sud uh (laughs) julietta mito stelvietta um which is imaginative uh, Volta, which I can kind of see the logic behind that one. Um, uh, Racy, Milano, Nicola, Benina, Campolongo. That's um, a pass, isn't it? That is a pass, I think. Uh, Benina is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Is I'm not sure whether Campolongo. Campolongo, it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and and yeah. Um, a couple of people suggested Brennero, which was imaginative. Um, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, there's there's problems with a few of those. You can't call it a racy or Milano, given that it's being built in Poland, um, yeah. which which kind of rules out Alfasud and and Mito as well. Yeah. So while we while we're we're waiting for some kind of announcement, I thought it might be interesting to look back on on some of the ways that Alpha have named uh, products in the past, and one of the things that I often have particularly Mercedes and BMW enthusiasts say to me is that, you know, they have logical um, naming strategies that everybody understands and everybody knows uh, exactly what the names mean. Although certainly with, with BMW's old engine sizing numbers, that's gone a bit awry. Um, But you know what a three series is, you know what a five series is. And Alpha don't ever seem to have stuck to a naming strategy for more than about 10 years. Um, the first couple were named after horsepower. Um, and then they went to number of cylinders. Yep. And then CCs. Um, and I guess then the, the the clever, witty, funny one was Julieta after Romeo and Julieta. Um, and I, again, I've had people say to me, that um, they assume that Julieta is a small Julia, yeah. um, whereas it's it's really the opposite. It started with Julieta, and then a Julia was a the gag was that a Julia was a big Julieta. That's it. Um, what else have we had? Uh, Alfetta, um, little Alpha, but named after Grand Prix cars. Yep. Alpha Sud after the factory. Um. 33 after the Tipo 33. Yep. 75 was... That was the 75th anniversary, wasn't it? That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, 
which was replaced by the 155. Yeah. Which I gather the 155 was going to be called the 150, which is the double the 75. And okay. It, it sounds better in Italian as 155. <laughs> That's the well, story. I, That's the that, story. That is the important thing with yeah. any name, isn't it? Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, Alan Greenhalgh, who's uh, listening in, has said they they did take submissions for for the name of Kid uh, on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, so I, we'll we'll see shortly, hopefully, um, whether they took any notice of those um, or not. <laughs> Yeah, I think or not looking more likely. So seventy-five to one five five kind of misses a generation. Any idea what ninety was about? No, that's when I've, I think I think we're going to have to have a bit of a Google on that. Uh, unless it was a typo again, type ninety. Yeah. I'm not sure, but because uh, that was that alongside was alongside six, which was again was a six cylinder. So yeah. six could yeah. easily have been been 6c but wasn't. that's where the that's where the busso debuted of course so they were very yeah. proud of the six cylinder bit but then yeah. it all looked as though it was going to get logical didn't it we had we had a yeah. one four series mm-hmm. one four five one four six one four seven we had three one fives in a row which were the next size up with one five five one five six one five nine and one six four which actually was the first of the hundred series wasn't it it was before the one five five um, we have 164 and 166, and then Mito. Let's go back to names. <laughs> yeah, let's go back to names. Um, <laughs> and, and and make up a name um, because we didn't yeah. like Furiosa um, that doesn't fit any of the naming patterns that we've we've had so far. So we have, uh, that was, that was of course, Milano and Torino yes. impressed and also meaning myth yeah. in Italian, which was pretty convenient. So yeah. I rather like that, I must say. Yeah, I quite like Mito as well. And, yeah. and then and then back to Julieta and then yeah. Julia, which was logical because it was you know a bigger car after the Julieta had come along. And then I guess the next thread is is the one that kind of takes us to where we are now, which started with Stelvio, um, cool. named after one of the most you know, dramatic, spectacular... Of, of Alpine passes, much beloved of, of drivers and cyclists alike. Yeah. Um, and Tonale, another yeah. pass. And, and oh, that, yeah. Yeah, oh, we missed one out, Brera. We did. At the time of the 159, of course, from the 939 series, uh, but that's a, a region in Milan, isn't it? And it it's is. a nice a nice sounding word as well. Yeah, and, and Brera is a, uh, it's a bit like uh, some of the um the kind of sort of politically correct way of saying it some of the hipster areas in yeah. in east london yeah. in that it was it was pretty uh run down and um not necessarily a, a place you'd want to go in milan and and was then yeah gentrified and That's it. partly celebrating the the resurgence of of yeah. that part of the city um and of course a couple of spiders in the middle of there and a 4c oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back, back to the cylinders, yeah. Going back to the cylinders. <laughs> um, so I guess this one could be an, a zero C, um, <laughs> as it's um, all electric, or <laughs> initially probably all electric. Um, yeah. That, that we probably won't find out today, even if we do find out the name. <laughs> um, so just a little bit about the timing of the podcast um, for those of us uh, who've, who've just joined. Um, 
I'm going to go back a couple of weeks now. So we were we were alerted to the fact that the name was going to be announced today, a couple of weeks ago, by the UK PR office, um, who very kindly um, liaised with us on the publication date of uh, the, the December issue of the magazine. Uh, so for those of you who are eagerly awaiting the magazine, um, that should be with you tomorrow. Probably would have been with you today or even yesterday. Um, but we delayed it to make sure that it didn't come out ahead of this announcement. Um, so yeah, we, we were all set up to go. We reserved a, a space in the magazine to be able to share the name. So um, it would be in print as a, a record of the announcement, even if, uh, even if it had to wait until a day after the announcement itself. Um, and then as we got closer and closer to our print deadline, um, the UK PR office very apologetically said, well, I, I don't think we're going to be able to to tell you in time. Um, so we ended up having, uh, we had two versions of the news story, um, one with a space in it to put the name in, um, and the one we eventually had to run, which you'll see tomorrow, which said, yeah, we still don't know, but it should be on the website by now. Yeah. Um, so we then set up this podcast, um, our, our first live podcast, um, uh, which was originally going to be at 11 o'clock this morning, which was when we were told the announcement was. Um, and then yesterday we found out the announcement was at three, um, which was kind of a week after um, it had been on the um, uh, the previous announcement um, that they put out a week ago. Um, and then... Today, it turned out that the three o'clock may actually have been um, three o'clock Central European time, in which case we're going to be wittering for, for quite a long time. Um, the, interestingly, um, David Faithful, who some of you will know, who is the Mito Registrar, has just uh, provided me with some more information about the Mito name. So although Furiosa, I think, did win the, the public vote, um, Mito was actually... Uh, an entry. It was it was a submission um, from a, a German lady called Marion Trump, uh, no relation as far as we know, um, and um, she actually received a nine three nine spider as a prize um, for having submitted Very the winning nice. name, even though her name didn't actually get the most votes. Um, so oh. I should see if I can look her up and get her into the register. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> And if she subsequently bought a Mito, then David and I can both have um, a, a Trump in our register. <laughs> Excellent stuff. So so we find ourselves here with about three minutes to go until what we think is the deadline. Um, anxiously refreshing the uh, the Twitter feed to see whether uh, we're actually going to find anything out. Um, yeah, it, if this was a PR company or a PR organization for, you know, almost any other company having um, announced what the deadline was going to be or what the embargo time was going to be, they'd have pre-scheduled all of their social media posts and we'd all be sitting here confidently knowing that um, in two minutes' time it would just appear on the website. Um, as it is, as I said, a week ago they did make a sort of pre-announcement um, which I believe, again, was supposed to be at three o'clock. Um, right. 
uh, which actually happened at 4.19, um, which could have been 3.19 um, Central European time. Um, oh. But it certainly it wasn't on the hour anyway. Um, <laughs> and, and probably, did, did you see that uh, post, John? Because it's probably worth talking about that as well. It's quite quite clever, but a bit odd. Yeah, it was, it was certainly certainly a bit different. But I, I didn't, I, I didn't, I don't have it entirely to mind at the moment. Can you refresh my memory? <laughs> That's actually all I'm looking at at the moment on the, right, yeah. on the feed because it's last week. <laughs> so, so what they did last week um, was they they tweeted, maybe we've known all along. Yeah, that um, was it. That was it. Maybe we've known all along. Yeah, um, with a series of. Uh, I think it was five uh, latitude and longitude coordinates, that was um, it. which from memory were uh, the museum, so yeah, yeah. the old factory in Arasi, uh, Balocco, yeah, uh, maybe it was only four. Test track, yeah, the test track, yeah, um, the Stelvio Pass, yeah, uh, and the Brenner Pass. There you go. Um, so everybody has has taken that as you know confirming. Um, that the name is going to be Brennero, and uh, you know, it's a perfectly logical conclusion may well be right. Um, I, I guess the the thing that still leaves us a bit of doubt in our minds, and um, we don't know for sure what it is, is that you know, if you were going to have today as the name announcement date, then why run something that so obviously says it's going to be uh, Brennero a week in advance? Yeah. Um, so we're we're still on tenterhooks. Oh, <laughs> oh, I have, oh, oh. A, a press release has just uh, landed Lord. in my um, uh, in my lap, and it is going to be the Alfa Romeo Milano. Ah, there you go. So, so one of those or two of those um, coordinates were close to um, to the location. They were one's a suburb of Milan and one's just a little bit further out in terms of Bolocco. Um, but Brennero was a red herring, <laughs> um, as as was Junior and and everything Gosh, else. Crafty these Italians, aren't they? Now, um, so the Milano, yes, which has built, been used, built in Poland, which has been used in the past, of course, for the Alpha Seventy Five in America. That's right. It was the very US well one, known as the Milano. Yeah. And yeah. it was also completely queued up as the name for the Giulietta in 2010. And I have got copies of press release materials with Milano badging on a white Giulietta that it was turned around at very much the last minute because of some union uh, complaints, as it were, because a lot of uh, jobs were moving to Turin from Milan. So. There you go. So Milano has been very much lined up in the past, has been used in America, and here you go. It's going on the new baby. It is. Uh, I'm just trying to uh, talk and read some of the comments that are coming in. Um, we've got somebody on the in the audience who voted for Milano, so that's that's nice to know that ah. they are listening. Um, just looking for drivetrains because there's an interesting um, list of things that are about to happen. Right. Um, which says 2024 debut of the first 100% electric Alfa Romeo, the Milano. And then 2025, the unveiling of the first vehicle exclusively available in a 100% electric version, um, which oh, right. does imply 
um, that there's a hybrid version of the Milano, but that's I can't find that anywhere else in the press release. Yeah, so um, I wonder what that will be because you've got the um, knowing that it's going to be using the shared CMP platform from from across Stellantis Group, so that's in the Jeep Avenger and the Fiat Six Hundred. Um, those are certainly the Avengers being lined up to have the the Peugeot um, 1.2 PureTech engine that's a mild hybrid. Yeah. So it could well be that they're using a flavour of that. Now, I gather there's a slightly more powerful version of that than the 100 horsepower that's going into some Opals. So it may be that they're using that. Yeah, it, it, it is quite a, a confusing um, press release because it... it kind of says that it's going to be all electric and then kind of implies that it's that yeah the first electric one's coming next year oh by the way the person who voted for um for milano in the vote who mm -hmm. i thought was called kwzbpfra um is actually james fernley who's our 145 oh, <laughs> um hi james um so so james is happy yeah um, he got the name he wanted and not a um, number. I bet he was voting not... for one four eight. Really? <laughs> yeah, so one, one, one four eight would have made sense. I, this one of the few things that I didn't see suggested as the as the possible name. Um, so I guess we should um, we should give him a pat on the back for having managed to keep it a secret because everybody yep. confidently said it was going to be called Brenner. Right? Um, Absolutely, after, it's all uh, all week. over. All over the internet. You've only got to Google it once, and uh, everybody yeah, says, yeah. "Oh, it's definitely the Brunero." Yeah. Definitely Brunero. And wow, stupid to give it away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. There's a there's a lovely picture which we'll post on the website. Uh, in fact, David may well be doing that as we speak. Um, <laughs> of the um, of a billboard in Milan outside the Sforza Castle um, with mm -hmm. the the name on it, and I can't tell whether that's a a CGI mock up of a billboard or whether it's an actual billboard but uh, mm. quite fitting for it to be outside the the place where the badge came from yeah so now we know the name um we, we're scheduled to be on for another four or five minutes so probably yeah. worth talking a little bit about what the car means i mm. i know you're you're not the the biggest fan of of electric vehicles on principle but i think we're kind of in a in a situation now where Milano's important for the brand probably for for two main reasons. One is that it's it's a mini sized car. It's an entry level car that will yeah. potentially bring in a lot of new customers. The other one is that we know that we're losing people from the mark. You know, we've got a couple of fairly active members of the club who don't currently own an Alpha either because they want to have an electric car or yeah. for, in a, in a couple of cases because they're they have a company car and their company insists that they have an electric car and, yeah. and won't let them have anything else. So it, it really does matter, doesn't it? It does, yeah. And I think I think it needs to be uh, it needs to be flipping good as well. And and I really really hope that they can make this one work and be original too, and just not seen as a as a slightly more posh Peugeot. Do you know what I mean? Um, now I'm pretty confident in the way that they utterly transformed the uh, Jeep into the Tonali that our guys at Alpha will make it sporty and give it that kind of brand angle of special suspension and steering. Um, 
I'm just a little bit more concerned about its performance and the overall package uh, as, as an electric machine, because we see some incredible things coming from China, like the, the new sporty version of the MG4 that's an absolute bargain yeah. <laughs> uh, under 40k. I think it's, its price point is going to be quite critical too. Now, it, it's just, it's just going to be absolutely fascinating as to what the end, end vehicle is going to be like. It is. I mean, uh, just to, to pick up on a couple of those things, uh, some mm. of the people listening may know um, I, I have a Tonale, uh, the PHEV Tonale. Mm. Um, one of the things that has surprised me about this, and I know uh, Alan Greenhold is listening, um, his wife Tanya has one too, is just how much time I spend in electric mode, which wasn't what I expected. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, if I'm going cross country or want to have fun, stick it in dynamic and it's brilliant. It is yeah. every inch an alpha and, and brilliant fun. The suspension firms up, it becomes more responsive. All of those things, four wheel drive with, with electric power at the back. And, um, but actually, even though it's a relatively small electric motor or electric yeah. uh, power plant, mm. round town, Having all it's of that fine, yeah. available <laughs> instantly, it works really, really well. And that the forty mile range means that I can drive it for a week, um, you know, to and from my local town centre, and and it's fine on a single charge. Yeah. I can I can go to Reading or Maidenhead or you know the next big towns, um, yeah. and, and back on a on a single charge. So I'm going weeks without um yeah. using a petrol engine and and i'm surprised at how much i'm enjoying it the yeah. other the other point is well, it's kind of three things the second one is that i had a few minor niggles with my tonale um yeah. and and my courtesy car was uh was a jeep um yeah. it was the the equivalent um jeep compass yeah, and it was just a reminder of how different those two cars are. Yeah. So uh, that you've been really polite. You've been very polite there. <laughs> I, I am. Yes, I don't want to upset our friends at, at Stellantis. No, and I know no, no. We, yeah, we have some people in the club who are also Jeep enthusiasts. Absolutely. I've no idea why. Um, no, the Alpha is quite different. Yeah, it is very different, and it's it's it, it's an Alpha. Um, yeah, yeah. The other thing is that the third thing I I've driven the Avenger. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Avenger is there. There are definitely things that you would want to be different about it, particularly yeah. about you know partly about the look, but also about the the way it handles and um, yeah, a little bit about the responsiveness. And but actually, it it was quite good to drive. It was quite good fun, yeah. and it was surprisingly nippy given the um, the power. So yeah, um, I, I think there is scope for Alpha to build a, a very, very good car on that platform. Yeah, yeah good. I, I'd really like the look of the Jeep Avenger personally. I think it looks terrific. and They seem to have done a good job with the Fiat 600 as well from the, yeah. the photos I've seen. But certainly the thing that struck me was the, the Jeep Avengers. I think it's just over four metres long, so it's shorter than a, a Giulietta, but it looks big. Uh, yeah. it, is, it doesn't appear to be a small car. And mind you, they've all grown haven't they uh, it just reminds me what a small car's like when i get into our 595 a bath and you suddenly realize how narrow it is and yeah. the little gaps i can get through but uh, but again you've got the electric um a bath and, and fiat 500 now and again i've driven both of them around town they're great they're really really good yeah. 
uh, the, the, the Avast lovely as long as you turn the sound generator off, but <laughs> it's, uh, which is slightly irritating, but uh, yeah. but it certainly shifts. Uh, uh, that's a, yeah. that's a, that's a topic for another for another one of these. I think. Yeah, but, and I and uh, I I was I was lucky enough. I do every year. I go to the Society of Motor Manufacturers and and Traders Test Day at Millbrook, mm-hmm. um, and I drove a five nine five SSA uh, yeah, Abarth yeah. and the the regular 500e back yeah. to back on the hill course and and was blown away by how much fun the uh, the 500e yeah. was i think the other thing that's worth picking up on the 600e is mm-hmm. it, there's a lot of talk and it's easy to fall into that trap of saying that the the milano is based on the avenger but in yeah. fact all three were developed in parallel so they share a platform True, um, true. But the 600e is very different in both appearance and character to the Jeep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that there's every reason to uh, to hope that the the Alpha will be as well. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. A couple of things just to pick up on because I've got uh, messages coming in from all directions. Uh, so I just had a message from Nick Wright, club manager, mm-hmm. um, to say that I, you know, <laughs> for all our efforts to delay the printing of the magazine, um, it got delayed a bit too much. Um, so it was only printed today, um, so right. going post tomorrow. Um, so people will probably start to get that over the weekend and into the early part of next year. Uh, another one, the comment that was made by um, the Kevlar kid uh, from the audience. Uh, just a reminder that you know Milano was the seventy-five model name, obviously, but it was also on the badge of all the cars that weren't built in Paris, um, of course, up, yeah. up until nineteen seventy-one. So having Milano. On an Alfa Romeo is uh, it's, it's happened more often than it hasn't. Yeah, late. good point. Very good point. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I hope that was um, was useful for people. A bit more fun way of finding it out than um, than keep refreshing the uh, uh, the Twitter page. I haven't actually looked to see whether it ever made it to the Twitter page because we got it through another route. Uh, here we go. Yes. And uh, there's a little video on the um oh, there you the go. Feed, which again we'll we'll cross post um if David hasn't already done that. Um yeah. oh, thank you very much. Somebody said they loved it. Well done. Uh press release claims that it's a sports urban vehicle. Yeah, so interesting that SUV initially stood for sport utility vehicle, which was the American way of saying it was a, a truck. Um so um the, the, I think the idea behind calling it a sports urban vehicle is is that whole you know puma thing of um it, it it's it is a bit taller it's it fits with the trend and with what people are buying but don't think of it as a a faux 4x4 it's a you know a practical slightly taller um <laughs> And the Kevlar kid is um, is Rob Lake, by the way. Um, right. Good. A, a friend of the podcast. Brilliant. Thank you, everybody. Uh, thanks for for listening in. This will um, this will automatically get canned and appear on the um, on the normal list of podcasts for um, for people who weren't able to listen to live, um, so they can listen to all our ramblings and and get the full um and er experience that we normally try to, try to edit out. You'd have to edit some more of those in, maybe, because I thought we were pretty good at it this time. <laughs> it wasn't wasn't too bad, was it, given that we had no idea what we were talking about? No, exactly. <laughs>
<laughs> Brilliant. Thank you, everybody. I'm going to um, play us out with our traditional um, outbound theme tune um, and then uh, and then shut this down. So thank you, everybody, who took the time to, to join us live. And there will be another podcast early in the new year. Yeah, thanks very much, Guy. Thanks, John. Thank you.